Welcome back to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Dr. Jerry. I'm Chaplain Jim. I'm Tech Sergeant Jacqueline. And I'm Dr. Reed. And today, we're talking about a topic that you won't want to miss. Literally, it's, <laughs> it's FOMO. So, no, really, we're talking about FOMO, the fear of missing out. And this is the idea that we have this apprehension that other people are going to have, are having these rewarding experiences or doing these really cool things that we're not a part of. And so we're literally fearing that we are missing out on some great experience. And a lot of us get this apprehension just, you know, through the course of our uh, normal conversations and interactions with colleagues and they're talking about a great vacation they had or a really cool investment experience that you know maybe we missed out on but I think it's more pervasive now just with how social media has come into and controlled all of our lives uh, to the point where we are constantly bombarded with all the interesting and fascinating things that people are doing and we come to, to feel like our lives are not measuring up by comparison. Uh, so Dr. Jerry, who came up with this concept or how long has this been around or what do we know about it? Well, it was actually first coined in 1996 and I believe it was published in the year 2000, um, you know, before the internet had really hit its stride. Uh, Chaplain Jim, you know, you know a bit more about this, right? Yeah, it was Patrick McGinnis at Harvard University that coined the term mm -hmm. of FOMO. And he applied it immediately to business, entrepreneurship, and then, of course, the Internet. Social media has increasingly become more and more something that causes us, as you just said, to feel like we're missing out. That can be really uh, especially impactful if you're flying, you're in a plane, you can't be checking your phone, or you mm -hmm. shouldn't be, um, or you're um, in a building that's secure and you're not allowed to bring your phone in. So you feel like you're missing out on updates throughout the day. Mm. Um, some solutions have also been uh, brought up in light of this. Uh, one of the top solutions, and this is in the spiritual wheelhouse as well as the psychological, mm. is acceptance and being present in the moment and recognizing the importance of the actual moment. And we tend to think we're going to miss out. So we might be in a family engagement and we check, check a social media app or we check our email or we do something like that, thinking that that's more important than the actual moment. But sometimes mm -hmm. you miss out on life by going to these other places. So you're actually really missing out by doing these things. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think the deeper psychological drive is this wanting to be connected. And, and not gain the sense of social connectedness that um, you know we really want or, or feel like we're able to achieve. And paradoxically, we'll turn to social media to try to get some semblance of that, partially because it has uh, what's called a low cost of access. So, I mean, you can literally anywhere you are, as long as you have a good Wi-Fi connection or internet connection, you can get on social media and feel like you are um, having some semblance of a social experience without actually having to invest any time or energy. The problem is this can lead to uh, almost like a Skinner box addiction to social media. And we're seeing that more and more where people um, feel a lot of intense anxiety when they're disconnected from their smartphones or they're not able to check or update social media. Yeah, and you know, I, you're making a great point. And I think that uh, there's a tendency with these kinds of things to attribute this anxiety to uh, a particular generation. But I want to share an example that happened recently where this came up uh, from my mom, who is not a uh, digital native, okay. uh, so to speak, right? So uh, she's just disconnected by distance. And my daughter had a birthday. And a couple of days had passed, um, you know, and she was a little bit sad that she wasn't able to make it to the birthday. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of days had passed, and uh, she started asking me about when we were going to start putting photos from the birthday on social media. And it was sort of creating this anxiety for her, discomfort. Mm -hmm. And and I all felt compelled in the moment to kind of respond to her, to uh, allay some of her anxieties and say, like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll scrape together some pictures from... Uh, the event and you know we'll post them as soon as we can but it was 
uh, it was an interesting experience. And this is, you know, coming from someone who's uh, a bit older, let's say. When I, when I think about FOMO, I don't think necessarily about not having my phone in a skiff during mm. the day. Mm-hmm. For me, what I think about is we are military, detached from family, mm-hmm. wherever family is. So I have family here, my husband and my child, but my family as a mom, dad, sister reside in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so when they do fun things together, I'm like, man, I've got some serious FOMO. I will tell my sister yeah. that, and my so my nephew's birthday is coming up this weekend and they're having a big pool party and um, just a huge mm. fourth birthday party for him. And I'm feeling a little bit of FOMO this week. Absolutely. A couple of weeks ago, I went to Colorado and it was beautiful and wonderful for a resilience retreat. And I posted a picture on social and my sister said FOMO. So everybody <laughs> in some sense feels sure. FOMO, yeah. Yeah. right? But I think military, we experience it maybe a little bit more yeah. because we are not, it's not common for us to be close to our ties like that. Absolutely. And I think there's different stages of life where this, this hits you hard too. Like um, I, all of us around this table have kids. And so if you think back to when um, you, know, you were married without kids or when you were single, um, you had different opportunities for experiences. You could be more spontaneous. Maybe you're going out with uh, friends more frequently. And I know for me, um, I'm the first um, you know, kid, I guess, in my family to, to have kids of my own. And so that's precluded me from being able to um, get involved in certain family events. Like just a, a year or two ago, um, my parents and both of my younger sisters went to Germany on a family vacation together. And my wife and I couldn't go, uh, one, because of the military, and uh, two, because, you know, we couldn't arrange child care or, or take uh, the kiddos with us. And so, you know, I'm seeing all this, this and hearing about all this great stuff that they're doing on social media, and I definitely feel like I'm missing out. And so it's, it, it can definitely be hard. Yeah. So it sounds like what we're talking about, and Jackie, I appreciate you talking about the military aspect of this. That's certainly the, the majority of our listening audience. Um, it really plays to some of our anxieties, or maybe a better way to say it is it plays to our needs for social inclusion mm-hmm. and belongingness. And when we aren't getting those needs met, um, sometimes we behave in ways that, uh, it, you know, we can cope through social media, trying mm-hmm. to get those needs met. Uh, but it, it may actually create something akin to an existential anxiety, which I, I know is something that we talk a lot about on this show. See, I'm not sure why that is, but we seem to, that theme seems seem to keep coming up. Well, and uh, you mentioned Skinner boxes earlier, and yeah. for a layman listening, from what I understand, it's something that kind of keeps you in the system, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, so, like going to a casino or right. some. So, um, am I right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Good. The um, uh, pay-to-play apps on uh, you know, on smartphones are are very. Uh, they're using this type of technique to keep you engaged and to. You know, elicit money from you. But what's interesting is many of those also have a chat feature inside that Mm -hmm. you can't get to unless if you're playing the game. So some of these games that I've seen people will say like, well, I need to get in there so I can, uh, you know, because I might be missing out on an important chat, Mm -hmm. especially if you're playing with people worldwide in this this community-based game. And so I see people who all the time are constantly, you see the phone sideways, everyone like going out and checking real quick and hitting it. <laughs> right. And like, I, I got to do this because I'll miss that important interaction yeah. with, a, with, a, with a virtual friend. Mm-hmm. Right, and like that Skinner box that you were talking about, there's lots of reinforcement that's built into this, right? So we actually 
feel better by decreasing our anxiety, by decreasing missing out, and, and we get little hits of dopamine uh, every time we, uh, or, or other uh, neurotransmitters that actually help us stay connected or f have feelings of connectedness uh, with other folks. So on a neurochemical level, um, we get some of that taken care of through our engagement with social media. Right, and, and the uh, counter to that is that we actually experience a, like a form of withdrawal when that's not mm -hmm. available to us mm -hmm. or it's not accessible. Good points. And, and one thing I think that's interesting is now we are in the, um, the era of social media influencers. You know what I'm talking about? The people who, oh, yeah. who almost have like a, make a living off of the images that they portray on various uh, platforms and social media. Mm -hmm. And we see them living sometimes these lavish lifestyles or putting forth um, you know, their, their perception of uh, what is beauty or what is success or luxury. And it makes us feel um, you know, like we are missing out because we're not living up to that lifestyle. And I think in, in a greater uh, sense of things without naming any names, this has uh, skewed how we form, uh, format our long-term goals for ourselves and, and our own self-perceptions um, of success. Yeah, I hate the fact that on this show we regularly dime out our children, but... <laughs> Uh, this I, I don't think I've seen my daughter so happy uh, in, in the last uh, little while as when she told me that on a particular social media uh, platform she got like a thousand likes for a video that she posted and mm. I just couldn't help wondering to myself like my goodness like how long will that happiness last you know and how long before she has to post something else and comes this crashing realization that no one liked it you know mm -hmm. that it was uh, so so you can really see sort of uh, her future thinking, her self-esteem, her feelings sure. of worth hinging on uh, people's responses to and it, this. And if you didn't post it, it didn't happen. Right. So, yeah. so you know, in order to make it seem like you're keeping up with other people and and to, you know, help satiate some of your envy of other people's, you know, cool experiences, you have to show them that you're also doing cool stuff too. And so that perpetuates the FOMO in other people. It's just this cycle that keeps mm -hmm. going back and forth. All right, we are all looking at you around this table. You've convinced us that there's a there's an issue here that needs to be addressed. Sure. What can we do? What can our listening audience do to kind of minimize these feelings of FOMO? Lots and lots of things, fortunately. Um, I think the first one is just trying to re, uh, change your focus, reshape what you're you're looking at, and try to understand everything in context. So, yeah, in social media, most of the time, people are posting the very best experiences that mm. they're having. Um, you know, the great parts about their relationships, the fun things that they're doing on the weekends or the trips that they're taking or um, how cool their kids are. And we don't see all the negative things that, that come, uh, usually, that come uh, with all of that. And so we're, we're painted a skewed picture on what reality looks like for other people. And ours, because we do have the full picture, seems to pale uh, in comparison. Mm. So keeping that awareness that, you know, we're seeing the best of the best, um, can can help us minimize that feeling of FOMO sometimes. I think it's also if you feel like you're experiencing FOMO, engage yourself in something else. So I talked about how this weekend is my nephew's fourth birthday party. I can guarantee you that on Saturday I will not be sitting on the couch scrolling Facebook, <laughs> video chatting my family and staying engaged, you know, I'll stay engaged in other ways, but mm -hmm. I was thinking, you know, maybe this is a great opportunity for my family here in Virginia and I to go to the beach mm -hmm. or do something together rather than staying at home and then I'm really drowning in the FOMO. Yeah. Um, so my advice would be stay engaged when you think you might experience. Do something else. Go for a walk. Go for a hike. Go to the beach. Anything to yeah. keep your mind off of that situation. Love it. And with that, you can seek out real connection. 
I mean, act actually, if you're if part of the issue is you're not getting those psychological needs met for connection, just go seek out connection. Mm -hmm. And um, you don't necessarily have to do some of these things that you're seeing on social media, but sometimes what we really need is just somebody else to, to kind of share a moment with. Yeah, definitely. Um, it doesn't have to be anything grand, but mm. um, that's probably a more productive way to, to get that need met. You know, I'm thinking as we're sitting here around the table, I'm sure everyone can connect to this topic in some way, uh, shape, or form. And it, I've genuinely appreciated it when friends in my circle have sort of uh, given me that permission to be real or be real, mm -hmm. more real, I guess, in social media. Be, by that, I mean be more balanced in the kinds of things mm -hmm. that I post. And so you'll have uh, people who, where the pendulum swings to the complete opposite end, and they're yeah. showing... Um, you know, very intentionally just disastrous things that are going on with their children's uh, cleanliness in their bedrooms and things like that, just trying to <laughs> trying to keep it real. And I, I think I appreciate that. And that might be something to consider is present, uh, do your best to present sort of a balanced picture of, of what's going on in your life. And by extension, you'll give that permission to other people as well. Mm -hmm. And part of that, I think, is a, an effort to lobby for some support. Um, and try to get that social connection from other people, but really nothing takes the place of a face-to-face -face conversation. Um, so, yeah, I encourage people, even uh, our intro introverted folks, to try to get out there uh, more and to make those genuine connections. And that can be hard, um, especially because some of the the big, um, you know, people who are out there, the go-getters, the influencers, are really extroverted. And so mm -hmm. it can be a challenge for introverts to try to make themselves like people who who are very extroverted. Um, so that just all comes back to trying to figure out what your own needs really are and trying to meet them in the most productive and, and adaptive point. way uh, uh, that you can. At the same time, um, one of the things that we continually talk about on here is gratitude and, and feelings of appreciation. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a good way to um, kind of reframe what you've got going on in your own life. Because sometimes we, we feel like we, um, you know, when we don't m compare or uh, meet up to the standards of other people, we... Uh, neglect the great things that we already do have and, and can cause us to appreciate them less. And I think doing it throughout the day, if you are having fear of missing out, really cultivate and feel that gratitude. Mm -hmm. So that's the acceptance piece is being grateful for what you do have in that moment. Well, in summary, I think uh, you know, all of us get this feeling of FOMO uh, from time to time, just by nature of being in the military and depending on where you are in your phase of life. It can definitely be exacerbated by social media. So if anything, I would say, um, if you're experiencing this, try to use it sparingly, or as we talked about before, take a social media fast, um, or even a smartphone fast for a little while to the extent that you can, and just see how that uh, affects your, your well-being. But in the, at the end of the day, um, it comes back to our psychological needs, especially that, that need for feeling connected with other people. So seek out those genuine connections. Try to reframe um, you know, how you're feeling or, or change how you're thinking. Um, about what you're seeing on, on social media, and then try to be grateful for what you have. All right. Well, thanks for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing. I'm Dr. Reed. Dr. Jerry. Chaplain Jim. Tech Sergeant Jacqueline. We're thankful for everything that you do for our wing, and uh, have a great Air Force Day. Mm -hmm.